Welcome to the Living Musar podcast, Jewish conversations on a daily path towards wholeness. We are so pleased to welcome Julie Dean, the founder, force, and visionary of the Twin Cities Musar movement. She'll shed light on Musar, its growth, and how it offers her a spiritual path of daily personal transformation. Let's hear how Julie Dean is living Musar. Hello, this is Living Musar, and I am your host, Jenny Schwartz. And I have Julie Dean here with me, which is just, I'm just so excited, Julie, that you're here. Julie is not only kind of the visionary of the Living Musar podcast, but um, she's also the founder of Twin Cities Musar. And we're just so happy to talk to you about Twin Cities Musar and about this podcast. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's very exciting to be here. Good. I'm so glad. I just am going to ask you some questions and and we'll start with talking about Twin Cities Musar, if that's okay with you. That sounds great. All right. Can you talk about what is Twin Cities Musar? And also, I'm going to prompt you to talk about just its amazing growth in the past couple years. Yeah, so Twin Cities Musar is a collaborative of a number of organizations that are made up of everyday people that are in the Jewish community, either members of the Jewish community or people who aren't affiliated but still identify as Jewish or travelers in the Jewish path. And they're all engaging in this incredible body of work called Musar, which comes out of the Jewish tradition. Originally, it started as a body of literature around character development and around how to be, how, are, what, how do we use our lives t- for being of service in the highest way possible for ourselves, for each other, and also in alignment with our spiritual paths. And so this body of literature then became formalized in a practice of intentional character development called Musar. And we look at different character traits that we have in different measure, things like patience, humility, compassion, generosity. And we do this as a whole, as a, as a small group. And then we also do it as part of a large group. And so Twin Cities Musar is a collaborative of people who have said, this is important in how I want to live my life. I want to live my life with more conscious awareness, with attention to my spirituality and my humanness and my relationships. And it has grown from one congregation to being hundreds of people that are taking courses and that are living Musar on a daily basis. That's so exciting. And as Musar practicer, I, it's just so cool to see all the different VODs people could be in. Can you talk a little about, I know there's there's like specialty VODs if you have yeah. kind of a hankering for a group of people. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit yeah. about that? Sure. So a VOD is a group. It actually means a meeting and it's a group of people that commit to learning together for a set period of time. And generally our groups meet for about six months at a time, meeting every other week. And the idea is that we really need each other to support one another in this path. It's not easy 
to look at ourselves, introspect on our lives, and make small incremental changes toward personal transformation. And when I'm in a group with other people, then they help me grow by being teachers as well. I learn from each person's life experience. They also help hold me accountable. I feel like I'm part of a collective that's doing a practice. And um, we all grow together. So there are groups, they're generally intergenerational. There is a, so we call these a VOD. There is a VOD that is for folks that are in their 20s and 30s specifically, because there can be a shared language and a shared community that some people in that age demographic are looking for. We also have a Queer Musar VOD, and it's entering into its second year. And again, it's really important to have a space that is specifically for people who are seeking a VOD with members of the queer community. Everyone is welcome to every VOD, and we recognize that for some people, they want to be part of a group of people that they have something specifically in common with. So there's actually a healer's VOD starting this fall that's being led by someone who is a lifelong midwife and now helps people with their end of life planning and healthcare directives. And this VOD is specifically for medical, mental health, and energy workers. So people who come from a healer mindset. We also have a VOD run through the Harry K Center for Leadership Excellence, and that's for people with a focus on leadership who really want to look at character development as they're in their role as leaders. Last year, there were 17 different VADOT in the Twin Cities, and they are for anyone that's interested in pursuing this pathway of Jewish spiritual conscious living. That is so great. I absolutely love the VOD that I'm in. And one of the things that I love about it is that it is intergenerational. But what if I decided I wanted to lead a VOD? What is the process of becoming a Musar leader? Yeah, so it's great to have background in Musar. So being part of a group for a few years so that it's not something that you learn intellectually, but it's something that you live holistically. So there is a part of it with concepts and learning mentally and academically, some different language that we use for the inner life and for our practice. And then it's really engaging the heart in getting to know your own life and how these different qualities show up in your life. And then it's practice. A big part of Musar is how am I taking what I'm learning and actually practicing it in my daily life in very small, doable ways where I can see that when I respond differently to a situation, maybe with a little more patience, if that's the trait that I'm working on, that the outcome is dramatically different. So spending some time getting to live that is the first step to becoming a facilitator. And then if you're at the place where you think you want to become a facilitator, then you can do a a year being in a VOD where you're an apprentice and you're working with your facilitator and they're, they're involving you in some different parts of the VOD leadership. And then there's also a year-long Musar training and mentorship program called Cultivating a Wise Heart. 
And in that course, which I facilitate, it's really looking at Musar facilitation as an advanced Musar practice. Because in leading a group like this, there's all of the skills of facilitation, and then there's having this heightened awareness that my responses and all of the ways I'm interacting with the VOD are also an opportunity for me to practice the midot or character traits that we're studying. So that's a, it's a beautiful course that's run in cohorts of about a dozen people. Then a facilitator will get mentored throughout the whole time they're leading a VOD. Because if you've ever taught a class or led a group or even led a team at work, you know they're going to put things into your life that you wouldn't normally put into your life. So sometimes sticky situations come up that challenge us on how what's the best way to respond. And so it becomes a real living environment to practice our Musar as well. And then you're surrounded by other facilitators so that none of us are doing this in a vacuum and we can support one another with learning and practice and feedback and all of that. That sounds really amazing. That's great. Well, Julie, you're so busy. You've got so many cool things going on. I'm wondering if something that might keep you motivated is your Musar practice. Can you, am I right? And also, can you expand on that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, um, it's a beautiful gift to be involved so much with Musar because it's become my way of living. And so Musar serves as a compass in my life that the me dote so all of these character traits that we're talking about they're in at play all day long in different ways and so i get to do a lot of reading of classical texts and modern texts and i get to be with people like you who are inspired to lead an intentional life where we all recognize that Our responses shape our experiences, and life can be really challenging. The more skill and practice I have in doing life, then I'm equipped with more tools for handling things. And it's not not about handling things right. It's about doing the best I can and being aware when I'm off in some way and I can return that process of returning back to my center and going, what would be helpful right now? What do I need right now? Maybe it's compassion. Maybe it's, I just talked to someone today and they said, I need some help figuring out how to handle this situation. And we talked about the Midav generosity, generosity in terms of judgment or something like that. So there are all these tools that I learn and then I use them all the time. And then I get to do the readings and I get to talk with people like you and it just becomes really my toolbox in my everyday life. So that really does keep me going. And it's just such an incredibly positive movement to be a part of. It's um, not just happening in the Twin Cities, it's happening nationally and internationally. So people are rediscovering that this gem of the Jewish tradition that helps us live more intentionally and to take responsibility for our responses in life and for what we're putting out and what we're taking in 
and doing that in the best way that we can. So yeah, it's a beautiful blessing to get to be a part of this community. Well, I think we're going to pivot now and talk about this podcast. Yes. And I would love to hear kind of what was the motivation of having a Musar podcast. Sure. So one of the joys of Twin Cities Musar is following the community. And when someone in the community wants to start a new group or has an idea for how to extend Musar learning into the community, I get really excited about how can I help facilitate that and support that. And so about a year and a half ago, Michael Cooney and I were in a conversation after our Musarvad, and he said, you know, I'm going to retire in a year, and I'd love to do a Musar podcast. And I said, oh, that sounds great. So then when it was getting close to the time when Michael was retiring, I said, so what do you think about that idea of doing a podcast? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'd still really like to do that. And we had an annual gathering called our Siyum, which was the celebration of learning at the end of our like six months of study together. And I handed out forms looking for volunteers to do a variety of different jobs. And one of the categories was help with a podcast. And you, Jenny Schwartz, checked the box. And so then we contacted you to see if you wanted to be a part of this. And then I had also been in dialogue with another volunteer, Bonnie Deichel Hoffman, who is a great creative resource for all kinds of things. And as we started talking about the podcast, she said, yeah, I would love to be involved in this too. And so we started meeting every week over the summer, breaking down how to create a podcast into all kinds of little doable steps. And each person would take a different part. And I think as we've all worked together, we see that some people are stronger on technical skills and other folks have ideas about what kind of questions to ask. And then there was gear research and then there's the whole distribution process and finding the interviewees and all of that. And so it's really been a wonderful collaboration for all of us to co-create this together with the whole community. I agree. It's been really, really fun. And I know the origin story of our title, but I'd love to hear kind of your take on that and why we chose Living Musar and what that means to you. Sure. Living Musar is, it has multiple meanings. So one is that we're living what we're learning. We're not just learning it. We don't just show up for a feel-good session. But we're actually, everyone who's studying Musar has a responsibility and agrees to this. This is why people are doing it, to make it alive in their life. Which means that I'm not only going to learn about compassion, but I'm going to work on practicing it. And the same way we created the podcast with Small Doable Steps, we do that with our Musar practice. So at the end of our time together in Avad, we say, okay, how are we going to live Musar in the next two weeks? How are we going to live this trait of compassion in some concrete way that I'm going to practice it and I'm going to track what am I learning and how do I 
look at how do I catch myself in my old patterned response and how can I bring a little more compassion to that? What might that look like? So living Musar is, that's one aspect of it, is that each person who's in the study of Musar makes it alive in their own life. And then the other piece of it is that we're living Musar, that this is, uh, this is how we do our lives, that we are living with an awareness to be conscious and to, that, and to call ourselves out in the places that we know could change for the better. And so that's, that's how we came up with the title. We looked at a lot of different characteristics and we thought, you know, we don't want to have an academic podcast just teaching people what they could read online. What we want to hear about is how Musar is alive in people's lives. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel too about the title. <laughs> Yes, that is great. Um, so what do you think people can expect from our first few episodes? What's kind of your intention for listeners? Well, I hope that everyone will hear a little bit of their own life in the podcast. We're all people doing the best we can. And it's messy, sticky business being human. And it also can be incredible and connective and uh, it's kind of the whole full spectrum and so I hope that people will be curious about the paths that the different people on this podcast are taking in their daily lives and and I think it's just so exciting to hear that people are finding something that's so practical and applicable in their own lives and so I hope it's engaging I hope we're entertaining um, I hope we're very human and very connecting and also spiritually uplifting. Thank you so much, Julie. I'm so excited to be a part of this podcast and to work with you. And thank you so much for coming and being our very first guest. Well, it is a total joy to be here. And I do think that this first podcast would not be complete without doing a Shehechianu together. That sounds lovely. Baruch Atadonai, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Shehechianu, V'kiyamanu, V'higianu, L'azman Thank you for being a part of this first episode, Julie. I'm Jenny Schwartz, recording from Shoreview, and this is Living Musar. Dabarti. Shamati. Thanks for listening to the Living Musar podcast. Living Musar is brought to you by Twin Cities Musar. Learn more at TwinCitiesMusar.org and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Living Musar is created by Bonnie Dykel Hoffman, Michael Cooney, Jenny Schwartz, Julie Dean, and the growing community of Twin Cities Musar. Our music is by the talented band Jubilaya. Until next time, Dibarti.